Truckers Voices Podcast. This is our open mic edition of Truckers Voices Podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Your co-host is Steve Brand and your host is Tim Taylor. Y'all sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Well, 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 good afternoon, everybody. I hope everybody's doing good today. I hope you had a good day of trucking out there on the highway. And as we always say, we hope that you made it home safely to your family. And that last mile that you drove was a mile that you walked through your door. That is success, if I say so, every day. That is our main goal out here is to get home to our families every day. Hey, we got a special show for y'all tonight. Uh, we don't have a studio guest coming in tonight. Uh, we do have a studio guest uh, scheduled for uh, next week's show. But tonight, uh, we're going to be talking about um, truckers and their stories. And then I got a couple of video clips uh, and stuff that we're going to be playing and talking about. Uh, Steve and I, uh, we're going to suggest those. I mean, we're going to uh, talk about those, not suggest those. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to bring Steve in the studio here and let him introduce himself and say hi to everybody. But um, y'all just hang tight. We're fixing to get this old truck rolling down the highway. Hey, hey, we're fixing to go trucking. Let's go trucking. What's going on, Steve? Oh, there he is. Hey, you was hiding this, out on me. I was trying to get you in there, brother. This this digital stuff is cracking me up. This is cracking me up. Well, good evening, truck drivers and lady truck drivers. How's everybody doing? Hope everybody had a uh, safe day of trucking. I know I did. Traffic was a little heavy, but uh, hey, we made it through safe and sound. No flaws. It's a good day. It's a good day. Where'd you go, Tim? There you are. Yeah, here I am. I had to put a shade on my light there. I had a little bit too much light on my head there, and everything was reflecting back there, you know, because, you know, I have that, uh, you know, that hair that, um, you know, that doesn't never mess up there. So, uh, exactly. anyway, you know, I don't know if you don't have that problem at all, Steve. Yeah, it just kind of does whatever it wants to do till it gets a little longer. Oh, I hear you. Hey, drivers, if you're out there listening, we want to hear your stories tonight. And uh, we want you to call in and, uh, you know, but me and Steve, we're going to tell our story of how uh, we got into trucking. But I'm going to put the number up on the screen there. I'll reiterate it. It is 229-740-0912. Y'all call the show and uh, y'all tell us your stories on how you got uh, got into trucking. and anyway, but with that said, you know what, Steve? I want to know how you got into this great industry that we all love. Tell tell me your story from from the beginning and then up until now. I don't think we got enough time. Um, yeah, no. hey, hey, hey! I want the short version, okay? Short version? Yeah. It started when I was about yay big. Well, I was never that, you know. But anyhow, no, uh, second generation trucker. My dad was a truck driver. Um, really, it's all I ever wanted to do, uh, drive a truck, help people. Did a little time on the fire department. Got to drive the fire department trucks. That was cool. Uh, got to do a little dump trucking before I turned 21. Uh, 
when I turned 21, nobody wanted to hire you because you didn't have verifiable experience. So I went to school, uh, did eight weeks of driving school, come out of school. And uh, good evening, Mr. Danny Smith. He's in St. Mary's, Georgia. Hope everything's good for him tonight. And uh, so anyway, uh, come out with a job, <clears throat> took off, excuse me, took off and uh, kind of made my way, uh, met my lovely wife, Beth, here in Ohio, decided to move to Ohio and uh, been trucking ever since and uh, got three good kids. Uh, trucking's treated me well, treated me right. Uh, yeah, I love what I do. I, I wish... I really wish that trucking could kind of go back a few years when, uh, you know, truck drivers <clears throat> communicated better, I guess. Right. But right. I'm going to be honest with you, Tim. I, I kind of blame that on uh, the restaurant industry. Yeah. And they took the round tables out of the truck stops. We talked about that before. Right. You know, guys couldn't congregate, uh, you know, ladies too. I'm sorry. Um, I use the word guys openly. Um, being there, buddy. Uh, you know, we couldn't as drivers sit around and ask each other questions and stuff. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of separated the industry. And, and uh, of course, now you got social media and everything. But uh, on a on a good note, last Thursday was my 26th anniversary at my present employer. And Sunday, I hit my goal. 25 years safe driving, my friend. Hey, congratulations. Uh, hey, y'all give Steve a big old thumbs up in the comments there. And uh, yeah, that's a, that is an achievement in itself there, Steve. So congratulations, brother. But I, I've been in the industry. It'll be uh, going on 34 years and, um, you know, lots of miles, been lots of places. But, you know, my, my current employer, I, I just hit the goal of 25 years, safe driving, 26 years with the company. And, uh, you know, pretty proud of that. Uh, Tim, how'd you get into the business? Well, Steve, uh, like you said, you know, that's a long story. So I'll give you the, uh, the, the, the short version of it. Um, you know, I actually started driving. And when, you, when I say driving, I'm talking about driving a tractor out here on the farm in uh, South Georgia uh, at 11 years old. I was um, hair and cotton. For those people that don't know what herring is, that's when you turn under the ground from the previous crops, you know. Um, I had somebody ask me that one time. They said, what do you mean by heron? You know, harrowing. And uh, that's what I mean by harrowing, you know, turning turning the, the soil for the next crop to go in and spraying cotton and uh, cropping tobacco. So I've always been around um, large machinery. Um, I basically have always had a steering wheel in my hand since I was 11 years old. And whenever I, um, whenever I got married, um, I decided that, I, you know, I wanted to stay doing that. I never, I've never enjoyed working inside. I always loved being outside, going places on the move. So, um, at one point in my career, I even drove a, uh, Tom's potato chip truck, uh, you know, on a, on a little route delivery there. And, um, then I went into, um, uh, got on with Swan's. And I got my class B with Swan's ice cream, delivering ice cream and uh, other products to people's houses. That's how I got my class B license. Um, I did that for about a year. And then I decided to go to work for Pepsi Cola. 
And with Pepsi Cola, I upgraded my uh, Class A CDL license and um, got my combination, you know, endorsement and all that kind of good stuff. And I, I drove a Pepsi route for about two, two and a half years. Um, now, that, well, I'm talking about back in the um, early 90s. And then um, after that, an LTL company come to town and they was expanding down into the Florida region. And I decided I wanted to get on with the LTL company. Um, you know what? Let me back up. I got on with an LTL company before that. All right. So when I got on there with that other LTL company, I had to get all my endorsements, my doubles, triples, my hazmat and all that. So uh, I broke into the industry like that, kind of a self-taught driver, uh, if you would say, you know, never went to uh, driving school to, uh, you know, to drive. And uh, with this other company that I'm with now, uh, been with this company going on 28 years. Um, uh, hold on just a minute. we got a call coming in. Okay. Hold on. Okay. <clears throat> hey, good evening, driver. How you doing? I'm good. Hey, can you hold for just a second? I sure can, man. All right, all right. Uh, let me finish this story right here, and then I'll get right to you, okay? That's fine. All right. So when, whenever I was, um, you know, got on with the uh, first LTL company there, I, um, you know, I've been with them for almost 28 years now, so uh, I enjoyed it. So I've always driven something. I've always had a steering wheel in these hands right here, you know. And I take pride in um, helping keeping America moving forward with the essentials that we deliver every day. So anyway, hey, we got a caller on the line here. Who we got on the line with us? Hey, this is Scott Donaldson. How's it going, fellas? Scott, how you doing tonight, brother? Man, I am doing fantastic. How you guys doing? Good. Say hey to Scott Donaldson there, Steve. What's going on, Scott? Uh, I'm just making sure I don't come to Atlanta and get hit with a stick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've seen that video and I cracked up, dude. I cracked up. Yeah. You know, uh, I was sitting in traffic there and um, I saw a lady walking up the emergency lane over there with a stick and I, I, got, got, I got my phone out. I was like, you know, this could be one of those moments, you know? <laughs> you know, so I, I grabbed my phone, and uh, sure enough, man, it it uh, it was golden. You know, so uh, just uh, just one of the things that uh, yeah, in the big city you deal with the big city, so uh, just part of it. Right? Oh yeah, oh Scott, yeah. Scott, I was up there today, man, and it was a mess when I was up through there on two eighty five. I had to actually had to jump off on. Uh, uh, Camp Creek and go across Fulton just to get around up there to uh, exit exit 15 up there at Smyrna today. So, hey, I, I'm, I'm with you, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went to the old, I used to be a walking terminal where you went. Like yeah. South Drive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been in there many times, man, over the years. And uh, I'm running the LTL parade. I, I started in uh, 1989. Started driving in 1986 uh, when we had a class five license, uh, and uh, worked for a private company for a few years, and then got the freight business. My dad was in the freight business. Uh, he worked for Pinwell 66 Express and uh, a number of different feature lines over the years, uh, Gateway, and a number of uh, he, he kind of come up in it. And I grew up in that business. So that's kind of how I ended up in that business. And I started uh, 
was mm-hmm. in 1989 in the LTL business and stayed in it until 2018 and then I uh, worked to work for myself and uh, got uh, uh, my small fleet guy now. So uh, 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 just kind of transitioned over to that and uh, pretty satisfied with it so far. Hey, hey, I tell you what, man, they they ain't nothing like it. I mean, I love the trucking industry. I know the trucking industry has changed over the years. And, uh, you know, there's some people, you know, like ah, blah, blah, blah. But, hey, it is a good industry to be in. And it is an industry that you can take care of your family in. It, absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, I was a young fella, just like you guys. And uh, I went to work with my dad a couple of times uh, on a, on, uh, before we went out of town the next morning. And, uh you know, I'd be playing in the trucks and stuff like that. And that, that would have been a late seventies. Uh, the company he was working for was Campbell 66 Express, uh, humping the pleas on the traders. You probably, you guys may not know a lot about that because, uh, I'm not sure they were, they didn't ever, they weren't in South Georgia, but they were based out of, uh, Springfield, Missouri. And, oh, yeah. uh, big LTL, big LTL line. And, uh, so I went to work with him and, uh, I used to play in the trucks and and all that kind of stuff while he was working, and uh, uh, just told me to stay quiet and you know don't don't be uh, out here flicking the lights all at night stuff like that, you know. Hey Scott, did yeah. he uh, did he tell you don't push in the red button and the yellow button and don't be hitting the brakes because it'd take off rolling and we was too young to know any yeah. difference yeah. and you know once the brakes are set the brakes are set and. Once you run all the air out of it, there ain't nothing. It ain't gonna move anyway. We didn't, we didn't know any difference. I know when I was a kid, my dad drove for Western Auto, and uh, his last store was right there in my hometown, a little town of Bonterre, Missouri. And uh, I'd always play in the truck. Man, I drove hundreds of thousands of miles in that truck and never left that subdivision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you know, back back in the seventies, most everything was tailovers back then. You know, and they had they had the Ford nine thousand series trucks uh they had the uh white uh, uh road commanders they used to call them road commodes right uh, uh, gmc astros and things like that most of the stuff was cab over back then if you guys remember so uh you know that it was always kind of cool to, to hang out do that stuff and then uh i had an opportunity through my brother-in-law to get my class five license 1986 graduated high school in 1985 that's back when you could still get a class five at 19 years of age uh did that and i uh, got the freight business and the really for the benefits honestly uh in the late 80s and then uh like i say i, I spent all that time working in ltl uh up until 2018 and then uh, like i say i do my own thing now and uh got matter of fact uh a guy's been working for me uh since well he's been working for me for 11 years now uh, he's retiring tomorrow so the, tomorrow's his last day that's why you guys may have seen that ad on facebook I, I put out a couple weeks ago just kind of putting the vibe out there right yeah i've seen that well tell him congratulations and and thanks for his years of service in the industry yeah absolutely oh, yeah, he, he's got oh, God. <laughs> 40, 40 plus years, man. You, you, I don't know if you guys remember a drugstore called Treasury Drug. Back in the late, probably back in the seventies and eighties, he drove for them, and he, he's a good guy, man. He, I, I hate to lose it, but I, 
understand too that it's time to move on to the next chapter you know right now now speaking of moving on to the next chapter scott what what piqued your interest to go out and purchase your own trucks and and become your own businessman well i, I had always wanted to work for myself and and i think most of you guys uh can agree that a lot of times when we work for someone else you know we we leave uh, scratching our heads every day thinking, you know, what uh, what what could be done differently and, and things that, and I'm, I'm all, I always wanted to work for myself. I mean, it, it wasn't, uh, uh, it was just something that I'd always wanted to do. And uh, I had an opportunity to do it. I built relationships through the, the job that I had, but I did not, um, it was not the same line of work, you know. It was not right. you know, work. And uh, so I kind of built relationships over the years, just like many of you P and D guys that go in the same places. Right. And, uh, now, did you? That's kind of. That's kind of I, I bought my first truck in December of 2010, back when the it was the the economy was terrible. Do you guys remember 2010? Yep. Right. It was terrible. Didn't make a bit of sense, right? Yeah. So, uh, that's why I did it. It didn't make a bit of sense. <laughs> well, that's so I, so, I, so I did that, and um, I went to work. Uh, at that point, um, I worked two years off of load boards, which were okay, but not great. And then I finally got my foot in the door of the place. And once I got my foot in the door, I'm still there. Uh, that would have been 2013, and then I picked up one additional customer because of my first customer because of word of mouth and when i picked that customer up i mean it's just been that's what we, uh, it got to a point in 2018 where i just couldn't do that and do a full-time job anymore i mean it's too much you know right i had to make i had to make a decision and it, it was a tough decision uh very difficult uh, but i had to go with I had to go with my dream, you know what I mean? And if it didn't work out, then so be it. And I go get, I go back to work for somebody else, you know? Right. right. And, exactly. And you, and you absolutely stepped out there, you know, in a time that was tough coming off of two, two, 2008, 2009 into 2010 and when it didn't make sense. But hey, sometimes you, you just got to go out on faith and, uh, you know, like you said, go after your dreams there. <clears throat> absolutely. Uh, so I, I came to realize at, at a point really where I felt like that I couldn't get where I wanted to be personally by working for someone else. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, working for someone else is great. Uh, you know, when you go to work, you leave, you go home and you're done. But when you work for yourself, you're never done. You know, we, uh, uh, we have, I have to deal with things sometimes and, and in the middle of the night, uh, it, it doesn't happen often, but it does happen. So it's a, it's a different responsibility, uh, for yourself, but it's a labor of love. And, uh, uh, it's hard to, uh, imagine, and it's hard to imagine yourself working back for someone else when you've had some, uh, tasted the freedom, you know? Right. 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 Well, Scott, man, it's it's actually been a pleasure hearing from you, and I thank you for calling in and sharing your story. Um, and I'm 
I think we got some other calls lined up to come in tonight Absolutely, at man. some point. But, uh, man, we, we appreciate what you do because you're a part of the um, key uh, that keeps this uh, economy flowing. Uh, everybody working together, hey, we keep it going, you know. Absolutely, we do. You better believe it. Uh, and and that was uh, that was apparent during the pandemic. So, um, and even more so now. So uh, you, you're absolutely right. It's a vital role, and uh, I think a lot of people take it for granted. And uh, uh, I mean, even uh, it's it's easy on your radar, but just as soon as it stops, uh, you can best believe that uh, you'll be thinking about it then. All righty. All right. Well, hey, uh, uh, Scott, I've actually got Brent Darnell on the line with you now also, right. so you can say hey to Brent oh. Darnell in, in well, if you want. Brent Darnell. Hello. Good afternoon, Scott. What's and, going on, Steve and, and Jim? Oh, just uh, waiting on to finish getting loaded here where I can head on back to Atlanta and start the weekend. I got you, man. Well, I'll sign off and listen to you guys. Take right. care, Scott. Yes, sir. We'll see y'all soon. Scott. Safe out there. Brent, how you doing tonight, brother? Oh, like I said, just waiting on my load to finish up and make that hook and get on back to Atlanta. I hear you, brother. Now, where are you at right now for the listening audience? I am in Lafayette, or let me say it like they say it. Lafayette, Louisiana. <laughs> Lafayette. <laughs> oh. So that's, that's just like some people say New Orleans, but it's not New Orleans, it's New Orleans. Uh, exactly, exactly. Here, I actually had the uh, phone or mic uh, kind of sitting away from it, but I pulled it in a little closer. So uh, could you hear it uh, good after I did all that? That, that made it a lot better. Uh, so uh, you're trying to listen through my headset. It was a little lower. I'm sure if I had hooked it to the truck or something, it would have been, been okay. But, yeah, it's, it's fine now. Hey, that's great. That's the kind of feedback we need. So, so, so uh, uh, Brent, you, you whenever I put the um, message out on Facebook earlier, uh, you uh, come back and you kind of wrote down to the join us on the show which you know my idea was to you know just actually have people call in and tell us their stories um so i hope this worked out good for you but uh man can you just go through it and tell us how you got into the trucking industry i sure will so let's talk um uh, you know, find the need for picking up produce. So he, uh, you know, first started out just a little flatbed truck, and then other grocers wanted him to bring produce back to his grocery store for them. And so he actually bought it his first tractor and trailer. And I wish, like everything, that I'd listened to my grandfather when he was telling me these stories about, uh, you know, the truck model and all that. And I've actually got a picture of it at home so I could investigate a little farther. But he bought his truck. I think we lost your signal, Tim.
Hmm. Tim must be having a little connection problem there. Um, see, not I can't tell what's going on. He's got all the controls and everything, so I'm not real sure what's happening there. Let's see. Okay. So I'm not really sure what's uh what's happening here. Uh let me send him a text here. Yeah, I see myself. I don't see Tim. I don't I don't know what uh uh, I'm not sure what's going on there, but uh, appreciate you calling in, Scott. Um, you know, you brought you brought out something. Uh, you mentioned load boards. I uh, I did the load board for for a little bit there when I was working for uh, my father-in-law. We had a regular haul, and then we get to a place we had time we get a backhaul. Well, then was interesting times. Load boards, call and negotiate and try to get a better rate and everything there. Uh, let's see here, but, um, huh, I don't know what happened to him there, but, uh, let's see, uh, Danny, you said you started out in the International Transstar Cab over in 1978. My first road unit was a 1983 Cab over International. Uh, I believe that was a, what they called it? 9670, I think it was, something like that, and, uh, Good old cab over days. Uh, I see a few of them back out on the road here and there and everywhere. Uh, guys are bringing them out of the barns, re repairing them, fixing them up, painting them, making them look good. Uh, let's see. But uh, anybody else to see? <clears throat> Not sure what's going on here. Hmm. But anyhow, a little bit more on my trucking industry. I've always run, run, uh, run the road. I've never done any kind of city work, um, but I tip my hat every day to those city guys because. City guys and gals, they're the reason I get to haul the freight that I do because somebody's got to pick it up. Somebody's got to deliver what I bring back in. And we're just one big happy family, one big happy team. Teamwork is where it's at. <clears throat> and uh, same way with the uh, dock help, dispatchers, managers, uh, load planners. Everybody works together, make this whole world go round and round, get this freight down the road. Uh, I have been hearing that freight rates are going down a little bit. They are kind of stabilizing, coming up in some areas, which is a good thing. Good thing. Uh, I don't know what happened to Tim here. I've lost him. Hang on just a second. Yes, sir. Hello? Okay. Well, Tim said we're still live. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Hey, I apologize for that, everybody. I'm sorry. Uh, my internet here on my end went completely down. I uh, got a text from my wife. She was watching internet TV outside, and she said, did you lose internet? And I said, yeah, yeah. So 
Anyway, uh, let me see if I can get Brent back here. We'll finish this conversation <clears throat> up, okay? All right. Sorry about that, folks. Hey, it's technology. That's what we're dealing with. Hey, we'll blame. Well, I ain't even going to say it. Well, I think say what well, somebody we could blame, but I won't even say it. <laughs> One second. Yes, sir. Hey, Brent, we're live back on air, brother. I apologize about the uh, interruption there. If you want to, go ahead and start over with your uh, story there. I, you know, it's just one of those things. Technology kind of took us out there. All right, yeah. Yeah, we, we rely too much on that sometimes. But, hey, it's, it's a good thing, too. It is. So uh, let's start back with my great-grandfather. He was a uh, grocery store owner up in Dalton, Georgia. And then, you know, he saw the need to... Uh, you froze up again, Tim. I guess your internet went out again. I paid more attention to the story they told me while I was growing up on what model and everything truck. But uh, so he uh, started running the, the groceries back and forth for his store and the others. And then my grandpa at uh, 14 years old uh, started making those trips in the truck to, uh, and man, I could tell you tons of stories of how he, uh, you know, you used to tell me about the stuff he would run into, but that's don't have time for all that. But he, uh, all served here at Mustang. Sorry about that, brother. Uh, so, um, after that, my grandpa started driving, and later on in years, he went to he drove for a few places, but went to work for Roadway Express. Uh, retired there after 50 years. And then uh, I, uh, he had one son. He he drove for UPS Freight, or not UPS Freight, UPS Parcel, and drove truck for them. And I was around him a lot growing up, big influence. Um, and my, that was on my mom's side. My dad's side, he um, all of his brothers at one time or another were truck drivers. So around him a lot. My dad drove for Southeastern, started in mid-'80s, I think, 82, 83. And... Um, wound up retiring a couple years ago, right at 40 years of, uh, you know, with Southeastern. And then for me, I started Southeastern June 3rd, 1996, three days or two days after I graduated high school. I, you know, got hired on and the lady asked me, she said, when do you want to start? And I was like, well, I graduate next week. She's like, well, you can't even start till you graduate. So the day after I graduated, or two days. She, uh, I started on the dock up there, working dock, and of course I was still too young to drive. And once I turned 21, uh, up until then I'd worked the yard a lot. So at 21, I was anxious to get my license and get out on the road. And so 26 years later, here I am, just uh, out here running up down the road and loving every minute of it. I hear you, and you run, you run that what three, three and two there? Is that what you run? That, that's a three two yes this week i've done two trips down so i left out on monday evening and i'll be home tomorrow morning and i was supposed to leave out sunday and be home saturday morning i am home every other day okay all right well well brent you know that is a uh, really um I, being a fourth generation uh truck driver there and telling your story and then your dad working for southeastern and you've worked for southeastern ever since you got out of high school man that's 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 very impressive, and and you're only 29, right? 
Yeah, it's 29 and a good-looking man, too. You know, I'm 44. be 45 in the next month. <laughs> now, 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 Brent, you opened that can of worms. Now, I wasn't going to say that you being a good-looking man, but there's a story behind that. Uh, well, I guess I got to tell it now. You got to so, tell it. Okay, so uh, we were doing some hurricane relief stuff for uh, Georgia Motor Trucker and uh, WSB there in Atlanta, and they put me up in Woodstock, Georgia to load the truck because people brought donations in and been working there, you know, all kind of officers there helping, cool guys, awesome, awesome group of people up there. So um been working next to this guy all day long and never thought anything about him, never gave any inclination or anything. But long story short, uh, after everything's over and done with, it was Emily Crane and uh, myself and this officer were uh, – Stay, you know, left there. I was hooking up a set to get ready to call it quits. And uh, Emily and the officer were standing over next to their patrol car. And he said, uh, he told Emily, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not really into older men, but um, <laughs> uh, they something about him. He's just one good looking man. So that's uh, all, all, you know, everybody that knows the story is, of course, always on me about it. And I just laugh about it and go on because it, it's one of those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, it's I, a running joke now. Yeah, and I and I I had fun with that um, earlier in the year. Emily had called us up and was asking us to do some stuff for her, getting ready for the um, Georgia TDC, and she wanted some of us road team captains and some other folks there to fill out some stuff electronically. And so some of my answers was uh, it said something, it was actually filling out the form, you know, for the TDC uh, entry form. And so it says, uh, what's some of the uh, strangest cargo that you've ever uh, hauled? I said, uh, pictures of a good looking man named Brent Darnell, you know? <laughs> so, so every answer I gave was something about Brent Darnell there, but yeah, man. Been a good looking man, exactly. <laughs> so tell us some of the stuff that you like to do outside of your job there, Brent. Um, and I, you know, I, you know where I'm going at because I've been seeing some of your posts here lately. Um, a lot of kayaking and outdoor activities, hunting, fishing, but tons of kayaking. I'm uh, really starting to get involved a lot with the youth group at church and kayaking, water sports, uh, taking them on different things. Uh, if that's where you was headed there, and yep, um, yeah. So, and uh, another real quick tidbit as far as the truck driving championships goes. Uh, uh, I was my grandpa that I spoke about. He uh, he competed in the truck driving championships, and so got involved into that and uh he was a two-time state champion and this past weekend my aunt had found his after he passed away had found his belt buckle so that's gonna be real special i'm gonna wear that belt buckle to the to the nationals here in august oh man yeah i, I read that you put that uh i think you put that in the uh, story that you put on the trucker's voices page there and uh i read that and i thought that was pretty doggone cool you know yeah, yeah, I just think that's really awesome. So he'll be yeah. he'll be there with me. So Brent, whenever we, we was at the Georgia TDC and they had called third place and then they had called second place, who was you looking at? I was looking at Tim Taylor for first place, <laughs> thinking, man, I don't think I've done any good. I'm thinking you you got it. I, I didn't think I was there. And uh, I actually, you know, honestly, between 
me and you, I thought the guy from uh, was Old Dominion, the rookie from Old Dominion, had won. I think he wound up getting third or something. But he I did. Mean, he had a really good run on course. Yeah. But, yeah, I was I was sure you beat me out because I know that we scored about the same on the uh, on the course itself. Uh, yeah. I believe I kind of think the pre-trip is what got me. Boy, that was a pre-trip, wasn't it? Oh man, I tell you, that, Troy put it to us there. But no, I was looking at you too because I was like, oh yeah, they're they call him Brent there. So anyway, but hey, you know, um, I had stopped on that backstop and I got greedy and I said I'm gonna get a little more, but. Uh, had I stopped and stayed where I stopped, you know, I would have been all right. But, man, you know, I was just as proud for you as I would have been for myself because I know your heart. I know what you've been putting into it over the years, you know. So I'm proud for you, brother. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Yep, yep. And, you know, I'm going to be rooting for you here in a couple of weeks. Oh, well, I'll, I hope to be all proud. Uh, my wife will be going, if, if you're friends with me, she'll be going uh, live when uh, when I'm driving or any of my guys are driving, if anybody wants to check anything out. Hey, that's an idea. Um, next Thursday, real quick, uh, if you'd be interested, I could uh, go live from, from up there. Well, uh, next Thursday, but the Thursday of the the competition that evening or something. That might be something that we need to get together and talk about, because that would be a good idea, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, work it out. Tim, boy, well, brother, we appreciate you calling. Steve, you got anything you want to ask or talk to Brent about before he goes? I just want to, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm just going to say good luck. Congratulations. Appreciate all you do. And, uh, you know, you got to be a good looking man to be out there drive a truck, brother. All right. I appreciate it. And uh, I think, what was it, me and you uh, last to next last on the uh, Tennessee charity, right? Yeah, we ain't gonna talk about that. We went down there and raised a lot of money, and that, that's we, we, ain't gonna, we ain't gonna talk about how good we did or bad we did. We just we showed up. We'll just put it that way. All right, sounds good. We'll, we'll let y'all get to somebody else. Hey, Brent, truck safe tonight, man. I'll try. Y'all be careful out there too. Yes, sir. Bye, bye. All right, Steve, a two good calls, Scott Donaldson and Brent Darnell. Man, that's that's what I wanted the show to be all about tonight. Uh, hey, listeners out there, if you want to call in, the number is 229-740-0912. Call the show. Tell us your story on how you got in the trucking. But, uh, uh, Steve, uh, while we're waiting on another call to come in, I got a video here I want to play. And this is this is pretty interesting right here. This is something that happened out in Texas and – we need to see more of this uh, around for truckers. Check this out right here. Barbecue. Musty uh, Country Barbecue is just a very simple place. Uh, it's hold, relaxing. Hold minute, we okay? have great barbecue. That's a good place to come and eat. But the barbecue isn't the only thing yeah, bringing people hey, back for more. I'll, I'll call you it's back. It's this massive drive-through. One that's big enough for big semi-trucks like this one to get through. This shop is just unbelievable. And when people drive through and they go and they start looking, it says, wow, this is really neat. I never thought I would come to a barbecue place you can drive through and have a semi behind me waiting <laughs> to pick up barbecue. Since opening, Pauline and Martin Martinez have been able to provide a drive through for truckers to easily grab food and get on their way. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's more convenient just driving through and it's a lot faster. It's easier just to pull in and order because other places you have to find a place to park and, and walk, walk towards the, to get your order. 
Lee Sons Jr. was Mustang Barbecue's first customer. And I've been here since, uh, since he opened. And he keeps coming back. This is great for truck drivers because um, we can only access the, um, the loop, the outer loop. So it's hard for us to uh, actually go into town and get something to eat. So, man, this is perfect. Uh, get to drive our trucks through here, order, and take off. The Martinez's say they're happy to provide good barbecue to these truckers with a side of hospitality. To be able to serve a good plate of barbecue to someone who's been on the road for 18 hours or whatever, and they smile, and they get off, and Pauline here says, you know what, let me give you some extra dessert, or let me give you an extra gallon yeah. of tea, or you know what, do you need ice for your cooler? So it's very, very rewarding. And with service like this, whatever they want to do, this is the banana pudding. Word travels fast. And we've been blessed that we've had drivers that make gone out of their way from California, from New Mexico, Colorado, uh, Oklahoma, because they hear about us from other drivers. They say, we got to check this out. But when you actually have an 80,000 pound semi come through here or more, and they order their food and drive in, and we can hand it to them and they drive off smiling, that is huge. That's unique, that's different, and that's why we created Mustang Country Barbecue. We wanted something different that people will remember. So you know what, there's a drive-through for semis in Andrews, Texas. For these customers, being able to grub on some barbecue and sip some tea fills their bellies. I come at least two to three times a week. The food is good, so I mean, you just can't go wrong. Uh, so it's everything is excellent. But the sweet service will continue to fill their hearts. And that's why Mustang Country Barbecue is unique. It's different. Uh, we love it. We've been blessed with it. And we want to continue to serve the community of Andrews and serve everybody from the state. Of Drive through for semi. I All see right. a franchise. I see a franchise. So you see a franchise coming in? I see a, yeah, I see a franchise coming right there. That'd be awesome. I hear you. I hear you. Hey, we had a call come in while uh, the video was playing there. I'm trying to get him back. Here's, he's back on the line now. Scott Post, how you doing tonight, brother? I'm very well. And yourself? Oh, Scott, we're doing good. You have a good uh, – you you just getting started trucking also, aren't you? Yep. Uh, we'll start a few minutes here about another 10, 15 minutes. We'll start work. I got you, brother. I got you. So, Scott, tell us, uh, you know, in, in um, a concise way of how you got into the uh, trucking industry. Tell us your story. Um, I uh, always wanted to drive truck, and uh, I became friends with, uh, I was actually trying to get a flatbed for a parade float for Boy Scouts, and uh, as junior in high school, I made friends with a local logging truck driver, and I asked him if he'd teach me how to drive, and so he wanted me to come over on Saturday mornings when I was a senior in high school. And back when we had tube tires, and I kind of had to prove myself there. Uh, we were always breaking down tires and patching tires. Uh, and he showed me how to grease the trucks, a lot of preventive maintenance stuff. And finally, when winter was over and uh, spring came about April, he started teaching me how to drive. And we went in a parking lot for a few minutes, and then out on an old township road. And then uh, uh, I uh and finally, he let me drive loaded on a partial freeway that we had on northern Wisconsin. And then we had a partial uh, loaded on a two-lane, and I did pretty well with that. And after that, it was just kind of a uh, – it 
was a good learning experience and learning what a, a, a truck's about and uh you know so you can make some right and repairs yourself and uh it, it helps quite a bit to uh, understand what makings are of a truck and how to treat equipment and it was a it was a very good learning experience oh that's good that's good uh scott from the time you started driving a truck up until now um and you can agree with me steve can agree with us the industry has definitely changed correct oh definitely many different ways um uh, started out uh, i got into it just before uh deregulation came and uh i thought it was going to be a good thing but it made a lot of tough years for a while but uh, i think it worked out in the end yeah back in 1980 yeah yeah uh, i started learning in 77 and but um I always thought that you should be able to haul whatever you wanted as long as you could do it safely and do it well. And that was kind of between you and the customer. And finally, it got deregulated that way. But at first, everything was a back call to somebody. And it really made for some uh, horrendous rate slashing. And a lot of companies did go out of business after that. But it's, you know, 42 years later, it's in some ways it settled down for, for that part of it. But I see the rates are dropping again now. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, talking about the change in the company, um, do you do you see what's happened through the um, years as uh, changes being better up until now? Um, there's, uh, it's kind of a mixed bag, a mixed blessing, but you always want to try to see the positive side of things. I think uh, truck comfort has improved when I learned how to, Peterbilt, one of the nicest trucks money could buy, and but we didn't have power steering, and we've got that now. Uh, power steering, uh, air ride suspension on just about any truck out there on the market. Uh, I drove a lot of spring ride trucks too, and got bounced around quite a bit. And uh, and, uh, and then the safety features the, uh, that we've got now: the lane departure warning, the uh, adaptive cruise control, some of these aids to uh, help you be safer. Anti-lock, anti-lock braking. I think that's one of the great improvements uh, of trucks um the uh training of drivers now uh requiring better training for drivers i think those are positive things that have come about uh over the years yeah yeah definitely definitely steve yes uh hey scott a question about you know the trucks and the changes did you ever drive a uh peterbilt with the air ride suspension on the steer axle by any chance no, but I've driven a Volvo with one on the steer axle. How how did you like that? Uh, when I had it, it seemed like it floated a lot. It really, you didn't have a good feel of the road. Well, I agree with you. I, it takes some. It took me about three or four months to get used to it. They goodness it wasn't winter, but you get on a slippery road and uh, it just didn't feel like you could feel the road. It, it felt like you were floating above the road, and you really didn't. It was kind of a guessing game to figure out how much traction he had, it seemed to be. And, and then um, one nice day in the winter, we had to go bobtailing down to Stoughton, Wisconsin, to pick up some new trailers from the factory. And it was very windy, and, and you start having, you start bobtailing with a high cab with a sleeper, and it starts uh, on, in on that air suspension on a steering axle. It uh, takes a lot of getting used to to make sure you don't uh, oversteer when you were correcting. Uh, it... Uh, I mean, yeah, it can be a good thing, but uh, 
I like to feel the road a little bit when it's slippery. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Well, Scott, hey, uh, appreciate everything you do, brother. Yes, yeah, Scott, we appreciate the call tonight, and we appreciate your story there, Scott, and uh, truck safe out there tonight, brother. Okay, you too, and uh, have a good night. We'll talk to you later. All right, appreciate you supporting the show. Thanks, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Steve. Uh, Rich Fraser says, yes, I did, Steve, and it was not fun. Yeah, yeah, okay. I I only drove one, and um, I was glad that they uh, give me a different truck when winter come because, like Scott said, it floated, and you just could not feel the road, man. It, it, it I didn't like it at all. Right. And, you know, I hope I don't bring that back. But uh, all these other safety features we talk about, I love them. I, I love them, you know, yeah. and, and uh, like this adaptive cruise control and this this program that they got in my truck, it's at, what do they call it, geographical something where it, it can see the hill up and it knows to give it a little more horsepower. As long as you're running the cruise, keep your foot off of it. Right. I, I just use the heck out of it, you know, so. You know, basically let the truck do what it's built to be done. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, hold the wheel. Yep. Rich Fraser, uh, you're listening in, brother. If you want to call in, uh, the number is 229-740-0912. We'd love to hear from you, Rich. Uh, I'll actually put the uh, number back on the screen. But um, anyway, um, Steve, um, I want to show you one more video here. And you may not know this fellow, but I'll kind of explain a little bit more about it after the video, okay? All right. It's about a two to three minute video, okay? Okay. ...in a semi-truck accident in Kansas. And our Lauren Jackson tonight tells us how one organization is working to help his family bring him home to Birmingham. Lauren. Yeah, Catherine, Steve. Stephen Rowley was a truck driver from Alabaster, and he was well known on TikTok as the pissed off trucker, where he would share what it was like out on the road. And in his last video, he told followers that he wanted to make it home here to Alabama. And now one organization is making sure that happens. It can be a very dangerous job. And it took the life of Stephen Rowley, an Alabama truck driver who died behind the wheel in Kansas when an accident caused him to drive off the road and go through a fence twice. Approximately 1,500 to 2,000 drivers will pass away out on the road away from home each year. It's been taken down now, but Rally had more than 200,000 followers on his TikTok, where he shared on the day he died that he was looking forward to coming home. They can be out on the road several weeks at a time, several months at a time. There are over-the-road owner-operators that actually live in their truck. It is a lonely profession. And now Robert Palm with Trucker's Final Mile is making that home still happen for Stephen. Involved in a crash in Kansas, um, we were able to do all of the logistical work for the family with the funeral homes. There's two funeral homes involved, one at each end. We've paid out all the costs that are needed to bring him home to Birmingham. He's home. Palm says getting a driver who lost their life out on the road back to their family can be expensive and difficult, but they were happy to help Stephen's family. They were most grateful for what we did to help them get Stephen home. 
Now, Palm says Stephen is set to be laid to rest later this week and to help any other families and drivers who have lost their loved ones out on the road. You can find a link on your WBRC News app. Steve. Excellent. All right, Steve. So I told you I could explain this a little bit more after the video. Um, this driver here, his actual handle was mud flap. Uh, Stephen uh, resided at, really outside of Birmingham. Um, I followed him on TikTok quite a bit, was friends with him on TikTok. Great guy. I mean, funny as he could be. Uh, he could stoke the fires when the fires need to be stoking, but uh, he could actually, um, you know, relate to every trucker that was out there and um, had a heart of gold. But he lost his life uh, last week. And, um, you know, he was, they, they were been trying to get his, uh, body back home. I did not realize, and maybe you can expound on this a little bit more that a lot of the OTR drivers get out there and they die away from home. It's a hard process to get them home. Have you ever heard of this happening before like this? Cause I know the reason I'm asking you, cause I know you was OTR for a long time, you know? Yeah, it, it's, um, a lot of it is your company, you know, your company makes arrangements, gets with the family, makes arrangements. Uh, matter of fact, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, my dad was kind of in between jobs back in the 80s. Uh, I think it's around 1980 when he lost his job at Western Auto when they closed the doors there in St. Louis. There was a local ambulance service there at home, and uh, they didn't have the ambulance anymore, but uh, he did funeral calls. And uh, Dad and I actually went out and picked up a, uh, a gentleman out in Oklahoma and brought him back to our hometown. Uh, I do not recall if he was a truck driver or not. But, you know, like that gentleman on the video said, you know, they made arrangements to, uh, you know, two, two different funeral homes. They, they meet in the middle, transfer the body, whatever it needs to be. But, uh, yeah, it's... It, it, sometimes it's a difficult challenge. The company doesn't want to get involved. Uh, the family doesn't know where to turn. And, and uh, But uh, matter of fact, uh, real quick, I had a uh, classmate, uh, <clears throat> you know, my area is down home. If, I mean, if you didn't work in St. Louis at the auto manufacturers, you, you probably drove a truck or a farmer. And uh, he lost his dad. His dad was a over-the-road truck driver, owner-operator. And... Uh, when I go west to meet Springfield, Missouri, I pass the spot that his dad passed away in. Uh, he had a brain aneurysm, and uh, he pulled over to the side of the road, wasn't feeling good, and they found him slumped in over the wheel, and he fell down in between the seats, and somebody finally stopped and checked on him, and they got him to the hospital, but he didn't make it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like that gentleman said, it's, it, it's a lonely life out there. You know, you're gone days weeks months at a time and and uh, you know thank god now we have these cell phones and tracking systems and if a truck sets too long they, they you know they can call local law enforcement have them go do a well check wellness check and and things like that but uh yeah i heard i had seen a few of his tiktoks he was pretty funny oh yeah you know, he hit the point home when he had to oh yeah yeah he didn't he didn't really um he didn't really cut no corners but uh, oh no he, he, he told a lot of truths there, and uh, but he kept it definitely entertaining. Um, 
Danny Smith, um, if you want to call in here, we got a few more minutes. Uh, well, no, we got one minute left on here. But Danny, I'll wait around for a few minutes if you want to call in mm-hmm. here, if you if you can. But um, while we wait and see if Danny's calling, um, I've um, Steve, you want to hit a rant for us today? Uh, yeah, not really. Not really. We're we're you know. Yeah, we're winding but, uh, it up right now. Yeah, we're kind of winding it down, and and you know, I, I made mention, you know, thanking the city guys for for what they do in gals oh, and, and the dock workers. Yeah. All right, hold on for a minute. Um, who we got on the line here? Hey, Rich, hold on just a minute, okay? Hey, Danny. Danny. Good. Can you hold for a minute? I got Rich Frazier on the other line. Sure, sure. Okay. I'm fine. Hey, Rich, I got you tied in with uh, Danny Smith, but um, go ahead. Go ahead, Rich. How you doing? I'm doing good, Tim. How are you guys doing tonight? Man, we are fantastic. If my internet hadn't went down, this would have been a great show, but we made it work anyway, right? Yeah, I hear you, man. I've been popping in and out on you all night here. Yeah. So, so, um, so, tell us a little bit about um, tell us a little bit about what you was talking about a while ago with Steve. I'll let you and Steve talk here for a minute about the truck there. Okay. Oh yeah, I had that truck for about a week and a half, dude. I just uh, that Peterbilt with the air ride uh, drive axle, man, that was just uh, horrible. I just like you said, he had no control over it. You know, he didn't even rain. You know, I got in a real bad rainstorm, man. I thought I was going to go in the ditch. That thing was just not safe. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it floated all over the place. I mean, you know, you, you go down the road and you hit a bumpy road. You thought it was nice, but then it's like you couldn't feel the road. And it's like, uh-oh, I don't like this. I I had that truck three or four months, and they took it away from me and gave me another one about wintertime. And, boy, I was happy. Oh, I was happy. Yeah. Oh, you better read yeah. mine. I lasted about a week and a half at it, and I was uh, I was done. Yeah. I did not want it anymore. I didn't feel safe in it. Exactly. Rich, are you out there working? Or are you home? Uh, I'm doing an event here. I'm kind of at the hotel right now. Um, oh, gotcha. Just, uh, yeah, so uh, just here in uh, Indiana. Yeah, I got um, you. Yeah. Well, good. I'm, pretty, I'm enjoying all the stories there tonight about everybody's little story. Of, it's always good to hear everybody's story because you know they all got one from you know. Oh yeah. Years of driving. Oh yeah. You can you tell us your story there in, in just a few minutes or just a few seconds? Yeah. Hey, just let me know when you want to. Or do you want me to go now? Yeah, go now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a fourth generation truck driver. My uh, great grandfather and my grandpa. Both used to uh, haul drive trucks and go around to local farms and take, you know, eggs and dairy and all that stuff to the markets. And my uncle in the 70s was the big influence on me. He was, uh, I mean, I just thought he was bigger than life and just been kind of just carrying on a family tradition, I guess. You know, uh, I enjoy it. Um, uh, my uncle uh, was the, my biggest influence. You know, I remember meeting him out at the truck stops. You know, we drop everything, go out there and meet him. And, and it just got me interested in trucks. And as soon as I turned, uh, well, I drove a little bit at 18, but you know, as soon as I turned 21, that was, you know, I was on my way to Cherry Hill, New Jersey, which is low. Oh, yeah. So, 
32 years later, I'm still doing it and loving it. I hear you, brother. Well, hey, it's, it's good living. And um, I tell you, it has been a good living to me. I've actually been able to put two kids through college. And, uh, you know, it's, yeah. it, it, it is great. Now, I'll go ahead and tell you, you got Danny Smith uh, tied in with you on the line here. And, um, I, you know, without saying anything, because we don't, we don't say much about what we do, you know, on here. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, Danny is, uh, you, do you know who Danny is, Rich? I don't know if I had the pleasure of meeting Danny yet. Yeah, you and Danny got a lot in common, if you know what I mean. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, Danny, say hello to Rich. Hi, Rich. Hey, Danny, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm doing good. Now, Dan- a good, good day, got a lot of miles today, rolled in the truck stop, 11 minutes left on the clock. Man, that's like a professional right there. Yeah. <laughs> got to stay with it with this, with this clock. You got to stay with oh, it. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Well, Rich, well, one thing I know about Danny, he is um, in, in shortly at the end of this year, he's going to be pulling some of his last loads. Oh, really? Well, congratulations, brother, man. I appreciate you being out there all these years. How many years you been driving? 42. 42 years. Wow. Yeah. And and, yeah. and Rich, he's never had an accident. Really? That is, that's phenomenal. Yeah. I, like yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say that, man. No, it's, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal, man. It's, it, you know, with, with the things the way we are today with all the distracting driving and, uh, you know, uh, the amount of people, just the overall volume of people on the road today compared to what you, when you started, it's just, um, and the roads have got so much bigger and, you know, everything's just uh, amplified so much more over the last, you know, several years. And, you know, cell phones have not been that helpful for us to go 42 years without an accident. That's That's quite an accomplishment, sir. Thank you. Yeah, it's, you're right. Today, it's, it's harder than ever to uh, avoid yeah. else on the road. It's not paying attention. No. Yeah, yeah, and that goes a long ways with what I try to say every morning on some of my so some of my good morning videos that I do is you know I, I'm I'm being truthful when I say hey we got to watch out for those who aren't watching out for themselves because they they definitely aren't oh, watching yeah. they definitely aren't watching out for us. Hey, you know what, Tim, I stole that from you here. So I was talking to somebody in the break room the other day, and we was talking, and they used that line on <laughs> Hey, so I stole it from you, brother. Still, it's, still, it's, a good, it's a good line. Still away, brother. Still away. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. well, Rich, thank you for calling in. Uh, you can hang on the line if you want to, but we're going to talk to Danny here for a minute before we close the show out. All right, Danny. Well, I'm going to... Uh, get to my dinner here i just wanted to touch base with you real quick since you asked me to call in okay but tim i appreciate you man uh keep doing what you're doing brother thank you and appreciate it and then and tell everyone you know there that you're with that i say hello <clears throat> we'll do sir all right brother bye-bye we'll talk to you guys later all right see, see you rich appreciate you calling brother yeah. Yeah. thanks man so danny mr danny smith yes sir i know we talked to you quite a bit there and um but i don't know if i've ever asked you or I might have asked you whenever we interviewed you personally how you got into trucking, but can you kind of sum that up for us real quick, like before we go off the air? Well, I, I grew up farming, driving tractors and farm trucks, and I went into uh, hauling milk. I hauled milk. I, I did farm pickup and delivered 
straight on through to either Macon, Georgia, Tampa, Florida, or Orlando. Okay. And that's how I got started driving. Kind of like that. Moved over to the dry box, and I've been pulling dry box ever since. Kind of like my story there. Grew up on the farm there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Grandfather Dan, you know, uh, I've never did a road test in any job I took. Wow. I just, just went to work. Just... I, I went to work for a place called Shelbyville Express years ago. And uh, went over there. They called, they called me at 5 o'clock. I'm sitting there eating supper. I want to know if I wanted to go to work. I, I talked to these people about a job. And um, I said, yeah. I said, when you want me to come, come by there tomorrow? And I said, no, can you come over here tonight? And uh, I needed a job, so I went over there, and uh, they hired me. And uh, my road test, I guess if you want to call it a road test, is they said, here's the key, get this truck, and go hook up to this trailer on this side of the building, and go around to the other side and put it in a dock. And the manager stood on the dock and watched me do it. That was my road test. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. I, I think I, I went back in. They gave me a key to the building. They told me to... I, I was doing, uh, I was going to run back and forth to Nashville. <laughs> and they give me a key to the building. I didn't know these people from Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Uh, we, that's a long time. Yeah, we've sure come a long ways and, you know, things have definitely changed. And, you know, uh, and I know why they have to change now. But, you know, um, you know, all of us started out young driving. And, you know, I, I firmly believe with the right training, the right amount of hours and the right person mentoring, these 18-year-olds, uh, they can get out there and they can have themselves a successful career, you know? Yeah, yeah. Training, that's where it's all at. And, and, you know, I, I guess you would like me, uh, you know, I got I got the best training in the world working on the farm. Right. tractors, back in trailers, driving old grain trucks and things like that. And it just come natural when I got the a semi. Exactly, exactly. Right. The only thing I had to learn back then was uh, how to drive on the interstate. Right. My first, I went over the road. I had never drove on the interstate, a truck on the interstate. Right. You wow. know? Wow. And, and then when I went to New Jersey the first time, uh, I, well, when I went up into that part of the country, because the first time it happened to be New Jersey, I'd never seen a jug handle. <laughs> Any, you know, do you know what jug handles are up there? No, what's the difference? Well, you know, oh, I was on uh, uh, Highway 130, US 130 in Jersey, and they said go up to such and such road and turn left. Well, all the signs say no left turns, all turns from the right lane. And you go up when you get to that red light, right before you get to it, you go off to the right. And usually there's a little gas station or a donut shop or some convenience store <laughs> in the front. Then you go up to the road, and then you can make the left. But you can't make a left off the main road. Why? Wow, that's what you call a jug handle, huh? And this old country boy went up there, and I'm look. I, I see the road, and then I see the sign says I can't turn left, and I had to drive by. And then I get up there and I turn around. And I come back. I still can't figure it out. I, I went by this same road about three times before I figured out what a jug handle was. <laughs> you, you just taught me something today, Steve. Did you know what a jug handle was? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I hear you. 
You know, speaking of New Jersey, you find them little boxcars and little silver. Thank you. It's been good to me and my family. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward, though, to the day I can retire and, and not be rushed to be anywhere or do anything. Right, right. But, you know, you were talking about that uh, mud lap that passed away. I think most of your good companies today, you know, will take care of their drivers. I, I know the company I work for does. We've had a few drivers that have passed away on the road. Yeah. You know, it's, we have a, a small life insurance policy that the company pays for every driver to, because a lot of drivers don't have the funds or something, you know, their family doesn't. And, and it pays out immediately. I know a couple of guys that passed away here that that insurance policy was uh, pretty much for their families. Right. Right. And, you know, I'm going to, um, just for our listening audience there, I'm going to look into Trucker's Last Mile, and I'm going to try to talk to somebody to maybe bring them on the show here in the in the near future. I think it would be a good interview to talk to somebody from that organization. Sure would. Well, listen, I know y'all want to get out of here. Y'all have a great night. It's been a good show. I Thank you. Listening to it. And, uh, well, give me a call tomorrow. Are you working tomorrow? I am. I'll give you a call, buddy. Give me a call. I got something I want to run by you. All right. And um, Danny, tune in next week because uh, we're going to have a special guest on here that has a lot of knowledge of this trucking industry. All right. Well, you you had a good one last week, so it's hard to beat that. <laughs> well, that one last week, you know, he didn't fall far from the tree. I, I, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, so, so, something happened to him. He, he fell and hit his head or something because he's a lot smarter than I am. He did great. Uh, I've actually told my wife. I even told my kids because they're they're watching some of this. You know, going back where you've archived them. Yes. I told one morning. I said, "You really ought to go watch it. I think you'd really enjoy." It It was it was good. He did a great job. He did do a good job. He did, and he he was glad to do it. All right. Well, I know y'all need to get off here. Y'all have a good night. I got to get in the bed and get up early in the morning. Danny, I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, so you and Steve have a good night. Take care, Danny. All right, bye. Well, Steve, I think we come in. Uh, we're, we're letting our landing gear down, and it's about time to uh, get out of here. But, Steve, I got one thing I want to um, play before we go off air, and I've got a question to ask you. So I know that's going to be a little scary to you there, ain't it? We can handle it. We can handle it. Uh, let's see where it's at here. Let me see if I get the right one. How you guys doing? Sorry for looking like a mess right now, but I'm out here trying to beat the heat, and I'm out here uh, just working hard and doing what I can to make an honest dollar. But anyway, this is something I want to talk about. Uh, kind of more of a serious, positive message for the rest of you guys, the rest of you drivers out here. Um, Y'all know we run into so many people out here who who can just be straight assholes. And especially in the trucking industry, it just seems as if there's like they're more prevalent than ever. But um so I had a guy earlier today, I was at a fuel island at a pilot, and he um he like pulled up to the yellow line, went inside and just sat down and started eating at the Wendy's. I had to walk inside and find him. Uh, just to ask, you know, hey, could you pull your truck up? And he's like, well, I did pull my truck up. 
And I'm like, yeah, but you stopped at the yellow line and now you're just sitting in a Wendy's eating. Like, could you at least find a parking spot? So he comes outside a little upset and drives to these parking spots and parks like horizontal to them. And he's literally blocking in like six or seven trucks just because he didn't feel like actually backing to a spot. I'm like, dude, some people out here can be straight assholes. But then I get to my next store and um, let me see if I can flip the camera around. So I get to my next store and this driver right here is taking our uh, bales of uh, boxes that you got, you know, that's my Walmart drivers, y'all know, y'all know how that goes. They uh, take the bales um, and they put them on the flatbed, secure them down. But this guy, he was parked kind of in the way, like he was further forward in the slot that I had to back into. And I was just like, dang, I hate to ask this guy to move. So I went and talked to him and I said, hey, sir, is it possible you could back up like a little bit for me? This gentleman right here didn't even hesitate. He's like, sure, brother, I got you. Most country, <laughs> country older white dude, very friendly. And, um, you know, I just want you guys to remember, you know, we're all running the situations where somebody asks us to move or we have to ask somebody else. We all are in a position at times when we have one of two choices. We could be a teammate out here, even if they work for another company, we can be a teammate and, you know, do what we can to help somebody else out. Or we could be an asshole. We have one of two choices. The trucking industry is already rough enough as it is. We don't need to make it any harder on each other. So if you have the chance in a day to have that choice of being an asshole or being a friendly driver and helping somebody else out, you know, we don't always hit the mark on you know where we should but do the best you can to not be an asshole and help out be like that dude right over there that literally just helped me out backed up a few feet and stopped his day to be a great driver last word steve he said it the best be the good driver uh i had a little situation today i, I pulled off in a rest area and these guys was parked on the get off ramp and one was right in the curve, tail end was hanging over the line. The other guy in front of him, his front end was hanging over the line. Uh, you know, I I was uh, looking ahead, uh, you know, watching what I was doing, seeing what was going on, come to a major slowdown, hit my four ways in case somebody was behind me. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of eased my way through it, got up in a parking spot, went and did my deal. And whenever I got back in the truck, I walked around my truck, you know, always check it out, make sure nobody tampered with it, nothing fell off, nothing's wrong. And them guys were still sitting there. And I just, I mean, I don't understand it, man. It's, it's, it's be courteous, you know. Just, it don't take but a second or two to be courteous. You know, as the old saying goes, it takes seven less facial muscles to smile than it does to frown. So, you know, just take that extra second and be kind, be courteous. Uh, you know, kind of like purchase guys that come into our yard. I try to help them out all I can. You know, they're lost. They have no idea where to park and what to do. And right. you just try to ask them, hey, can you move over here? You know, you're kind of blocking everything, you know, and you get those ones that they're like, yeah, I'll just be a minute. Okay. You know, but um, I guess I guess you could say that's uh, that'd be a good rant for today is that discourteous to drivers, which I think I kind of went over that a week or two ago, you know. Just, right, uh, right. Time to be kind, man. Time to be kind. Right. You know, we're, right. All, we're all doing the same job out here, trying to get home to our family safe and 
keep that roof over their heads. So be right. kind, be courteous, folks. Exactly. All right. Well, we're going to, that was a good note for you to end on there, Steve. Um, I'm going to wrap the show up here. I appreciate everybody watching tonight and I appreciate everybody that called in and participated. Uh, do tune in next week. Special guest. I will put the information out there next week sometime on who it is. Y'all don't want to miss this show. It's going to be a good one. So anyway, Steve, uh, thank you for coming on and co-hosting and appreciate you helping me carry the show. Y'all be safe out there. Y'all remember, look out for those who aren't looking out to themselves. And we'll see you here next week uh, at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Uh, y'all have a great day tomorrow trucking. See y'all. See y'all. I believe in God, I'll